Hello, and welcome to my solo podcast. It's me, Esther. I host this all by my lonesome, and I'm laying in bed, which I think is just great, and I'm going to be doing so much more of it. I see you guys out there. We call it bed rotting. I'm on board. I'm a bed rotter for sure, Um, and look, what's going on tonight? I'm... I made a salad for dinner, and when I tell you the level of pride, of joy, of like just self-belief, self-fulfillment, like all of the most amazing things you could feel about yourself, that is how I feel when I made this salad, and I'll tell you more about it later, but so anyways, I wanted to just comment like I feel so bad for all the people in New York dealing with the bad air quality. Like being in LA, we have dealt with that and it is such a terrible feeling. I just, I feel you guys like, and I'm sure you've never dealt with it before. Me bragging, I'm sure you're new. No, I don't mean it like that. But just, I understand how scary that is. And already like the air quality fucking sucks in America and probably the whole planet so it's like already stressful to breathe air on this planet and then like when you add in that it's actually very dangerous you just feel so helpless and because like when you don't feel good one of the top things that you can do to feel better is like go outside and take a walk go outside get some fresh air take a deep breath like and when you don't have access to being able to do those things it just you feel like an alien you feel like literally a fish on dry land you just feel so unsafe it's actually like a feeling of yeah unsafety and I just feel for you guys and like the good news is I know it will pass. I don't know how long it will go on. Maybe it's already even done. I don't know, but I have seen the images and I just really feel for people. Um, But yeah, it's Thursday. It's, it was a hot day. My phone overheated. That pissed me off. It's not even summer yet. So what's the deal? And that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I actually have huge news, which is that this weekend I did my shows in Atlanta and Raleigh and you guys like, it was awesome. It was the best weekend of standup I've ever had in my, in my 15 years somehow at this point of doing this job. Like I'm here. I have arrived. Okay. That's how I feel. And it's only up to me whether or not I've arrived. It doesn't have to do with ticket sales. It doesn't have to do with... Um, I can't think of an example of anything else it could have to do with like reviews or things people say like I feel so good about my shows I know the audience had a great time I filmed them all so I'm able to watch them back and like I just and they did sell really well which was really exciting because when you're in this job like you just never know who's gonna come out who's gonna turn up and you know, I even met a few fans and it was just so special to connect with people. Like you really do, you don't understand, like you forget that you, if you, if you're a person like in the entertainment space or just on social media, whatever, it's like, you forget that you have fans. You forget that your work resonates with people and that there are people out there who want to come out and see you. Like that it's mind blowing. And like, even today when I went to get some groceries and the girl was like, Oh my God, like, I love your podcast and your stand up. Like 
that shocks me when that happens. I I live a very like small life. Like it is me and Dave and my close friends I've had forever and you know my coworkers and people I see at the comedy store, you know who I've been seeing for 10 plus years. I do my oh no, I'm going to have to sneeze. Hold on. That was horrible. I paused and then I didn't even sneeze, which is quite frankly worst case scenario. Anyway, I live a very small life. So when I'm reminded that people actually fucking connect with me and what I say, it's astounding. It's shocking. It's thrilling. It's very exciting. Um, And it just gives me that little boost, you know, and I like I have, I think I've been saying this lately, or at least in my head, like, I'm trying to not rely on external validation. So what keeps me going is not the reaction to my work. It's just how I feel about my work. But that said, I'm only human. And when I do get positive reactions from it, it's very energizing. It is, it just makes me feel a type of way that is, is a good way. And so thank you. Thank you to everyone who came out, who bought tickets, who had a night out, you know, it's like, I also know what it's like to go to a show. It is fun. Like I literally, as a joke, I said, I, cause there was, um, my show in Atlanta was basically sold out, but there was like three single tickets available because it was like, you know, assigned seating or whatever. And so um, I had posted like, oh, there's three single tickets available. Um, I wish I could be my own fan and go to my own show and then like go to the makeup stores that were nearby where my show was. They had a Glossier and a Sephora. <laughs> Amazing. And I, I was just thinking like I really... I really believe that. Like, I really actually wish I could be my own fan and go to my own show. And I know that's the kind of thing, like, if I said that in front of Rick Glassman, Annie Letterman, Dave, any guy I've ever dated, like, they would just laugh me out out of anywhere. They would make fun of me. They would have the best jokes at my expense about me saying that. And I don't care. Like, I'm doubling down. I... I always think of this SNL sketch from when I was... probably way too young to be watching probably but I think SNL ultimately like kids love it so that's not that unusual but they're making fun of that blonde host of The View and this was years ago like I think probably when The View just had launched I don't remember her name I don't remember anything about her I just remember there was a sketch making fun of her for being like the young dumb blonde and one of the jokes they that the character said of her was I wish I had a clone so I could make out with myself. And I remember thinking that is so funny and I connect to it. Like it's just such a funny, dumb, honest, real, silly statement joke that I loved and that I was like channeling that when I said like, I wish I could be my own fan and go to my own show. And just probably that is stemming from like me having recent live show experiences that were absolutely so much fun. You know, I recently, I did like when I was in New York City for a while, I went and opened for Hannah Burner for a night and then I sat and watched her hour, her act and I was just blown away. It was so funny, energizing. She was so great. And then it's true, like when you watch someone live entertain you, whether it's a singer, a comedian, it could be anything you leave different. Like you just walk out with energy and with new life experience and your brain starts 
thinking and kicking and living and breathing in a whole new way. Like I think any kind of novelty, unpredictability, those are the randomness. Like that is what you will, that is the kind of experience you will have at a live show. And I just think like, I hope this really is a summer and fall, whatever of like experiencing live in person things because for the last probably I'm not kidding you decade I have really not prioritized in person experiences because I'm like well everything's online well why would I um go in person to see a show I can watch any show I want online or like I can you know get any doctor's medical advice online I could do anything you have have access to I would even say like, I don't need to travel. There's fucking pictures of Europe all over Google image, like, or hot girls, Instagrams. What, what's the point? And so for so long, I just like swallowed down any thought of living basically. And then I think it really wasn't until COVID. And then also even the internet exploding way more with TikTok and just having even more exposure to new things, you start to realize like, now there's too much, right? Like now it's not just the few things that we had 10 years ago. Now ev- there's literally everything. And so it's almost like, well, only the in-person things are special because I can do anything on online. So those rare in-person opportunities are what feel the most special to me. And by the fucking way, this goes 1 million percent for social interactions, obviously. But like I was so reliant upon FaceTime. I was like, why would we need to get together if we have FaceTime? No. Now it's like when you hang out with a person, when you look into someone's fucking eyes and laugh with them and like slap their arm, those are the moments I'm living for. And that doesn't mean I need them all the time. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that I don't need so much bed rotting to recover. Like, I am never going to be a go, 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 go person. It's, I, no. Like, I need recovery days from everything that I do. And in fact, that's like such a a big, like, breaking news introduction to my life is like, whoa, Esther, hey, when you travel literally the day after, like you need to try so hard not to have anything to be scheduled because it just, I don't know if it's like age. I can't think of anything else. So it's probably just age or like the environment or whatever, but like I need to recover. I am not this like superhero machine that I wish I was and fuck no. And I'm done being hard on myself because I'm not perfect and I'm not those things I wish to think that I was. Like, that's A-okay. It is A-okay to bed rot for days at a time, as long as, by the way, like like a rule that, you know, me and Dave talk about a lot is, is it, are you actually being restful and intentional with your rest? Like, because you can fucking lay down and just, you know, scroll mindlessly. And that is kind that's you know there's time and a place for that but I try to really make sure when I can that my rest is mindful and you know maybe I'm that could just mean I'm watching a show or like I'm researching something like fucking on Wikipedia whatever you know deep holes you go into online but you know 
I think you know for yourself what's mindful rest and what isn't. And so for me, getting that is like, I'll, I'll call that, you know, the anti-sadness for the week, just like really making sure it's quality rest, um, which I struggle with because, bitch, I don't nap. And a nap would be the perfect kind of quality rest, but I can't. I can't. I don't have the superpowers to sleep at will. Like I sleep when my body lets me sleep and I don't have control over that. Like this morning, fucking Dave went up to go to the bathroom, 6 a.m. I was up then now for two hours from, you know, six to eight. And I just knew in that moment, like I'm not, I'm awake. I did go back to sleep two hours later, but for that, those two hours, it's like, there's no, no, nobody can fix this. I just, you know, I knew, and I even had to go, my, I was scrolling, it was kind of shitty, but whatever happens, um, the fact that I fell back asleep was awesome. Um, okay, where were we? I loved being on on the road, and now I'm here in LA for like a good month, although we're going to Vegas for two days, um, which I'm kind of excited to like people watch, and I don't know, have that somehow be like a creative experience. Um, because again, like I'm just trying to add some novelty into the lifestyle as much as I can and not just, not just bed rot, you know? Oh, I heard like talking outside my window and I was like, is someone listening to my podcast? But obviously that's not happening because the stream's live, um, on an app called AMP for the next couple months. And okay. So where were we? Oh yeah. My shows, my the next big tour stop is my favorite place on earth, New York City. And there's like very few tickets left and there's still a month away. So if you are coming to that, I would definitely say get your tickets right now. Um, it will for sure sell out. And that's going to be July 19th through 22nd at Joe's Pub in New York. Tickets at estheronites.com. And just a reminder, all the other shows, who knows what will sell out? Who knows what won't? Um, I would say if you're interested in coming, brace for a sellout. Boston, Chicago. I'm adding San Diego. Um, Detroit, Madison, DC and you can get tickets to all of those at estheronice.com and I feel like this is just going to be a really fun year of stand-up shows and just I like who knows you know the thing with me is like I don't know when I will stop touring it it could be at the drop of a hat like I'm just into it now I'm grateful that I'm into it I hope I do it forever but who knows so that's my spiel on that and what what else I'm doing stand-up at the Comedy Store tonight, which I had the last couple nights off, which was really nice. Um, Dave and I have been playing Scrabble, which honestly, it's not that fun with him because he does this really terrible, annoying thing in Scrabble that is just so like all about being desperate to win and he relies so heavily on the two-letter words. Like, basically, his whole thing with Scrabble, it's like, if you have all of the p- possible random weird two-letter words memorized and you know what they are, like, that's how you dominate Scrabble. And I'm like, I hate that. Like, I I want to play a game of Scrabble where you can only use words that you've actually said out loud in the last, like, 
four months. Like that would be so much more fun for me because it's just boring. You're just gaming a system with these two letter words that yeah, they're words in the dictionary, but we don't fucking use them. It's not fun. And so we really need to figure out our Scrabble system because it's just at this point, like it is like playing against the computer with him. And I'm, I'm literally like, do I need like a Scrabble boyfriend on the side? Because it's just, it's not hitting with Dave. And we, I knew this years ago, like we haven't played in like eight years. And then finally this past week, I was like, no, let's, let's get it going again. And it's just the same issue. So I might need like a Scrabble side chick or side guy, side piece, because it's just, I I don't know. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyways, that's my rant about Scrabble. Is that fun? Oh, I wanted to follow up about last week's big conversation on this episode, on this podcast. Like, I talked a lot. I rambled a lot. Like, and I think I was, there was a little sense being made, but it was very rambly. But after I recorded it, I kept thinking about that subject matter and I realized like I kind of distilled it down and I feel like what I was trying to say and what I was dancing around saying is the only way to exist and not be embarrassing is by doing exactly what you feel and want and for it for you to not be afraid if you're being embarrassing so it's like a little bit confusing but I just basically think like it's embarrassing to try to be something that you're not and so even if being who you truly are means like be dazzling and be jeweling a package of Charmin ultra toilet paper like Trisha Paytas did like if that's who you are, that's not embarrassing. The Like expressing yourself, being true to who you are, being passionate about something, even though in practice it may seem humiliating, it's actually the only way, in my opinion, to not have a humiliating ex- existence. That's what I meant to say in a 30-minute ramble. So just wanted to follow up and let you know. That's what I meant. Um You know, I listened to an album that changed me. It made me an official consumer of art. It made me feel connected. It, 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 this album that I listened to that I will tell you about. It made me feel like finally someone my age with similar, somewhat similar life experience to me with great intelligence and great creativity and great high level of quality, care, control, whatever, made something amazing and that I connected with. And it is Kesha's new album called Gag Order. I'm maybe two, three weeks late on giving this a full listen. And oh my God, I, I'm actually so glad I listened to it like all throughout my weekend of stand-up travels. Like it just, 
you know, in an interview, she said she wanted it to feel like pe- when you listen, you're walking through your own insecurities. And that is so accurate. Like her lyrics, her music. I watched several interviews of her talking about the album and it just took me so deep in. I mean, I just, I'm relating so hard to her. The songs are so good. The song Hate Me Harder, which I believe is the single off the album, is so important because if you've ever had a single negative comment online, this song will heal you. This song will cure you. It will make you feel so much less alone. It's so beautiful. And her song Only Love Can Save Us, which for me, for me and my taste, that's not my kind of title. You know, I'm not like, that's a little on the cheesy side for me personally, than just whatever. But the song itself is so sweet, so catchy, so, mm, it just feels good. And the whole album, especially also the first two songs are amazing. Like, I just think, give it a full listen. Go go somewhere with it mentally. Like, let yourself have some self-discovery with this album. And I don't think you will regret it. I just, I feel like I'm operating on a higher level of, an artist and an art consumer from this album. I've like been listening to it on repeat and damn, it's just cool because, okay, for so many years, there's, there's amazing art out there, right? From hundreds of years that we've got great albums, all this stuff, but like, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of shit written by 14 people who don't really, you know, they're just like, it's, money making whatever this album is written you feel it by Kesha it's you feel her point of view and she worked on it with Rick Rubin and if you know about him I mean there's nothing I need to say but if you don't he's just this amazing curator of music and talent this producer that I really love what he preaches like his whole approach to art is just about being in touch with himself what his own taste is what he likes and what feels real and honest and so I mean him with Kesha is like an Esther dream and I feel like if you are weird enough to listen to this podcast you get me and you will get this album so definitely like when do I ever recommend shit like that like this is like I had to get this off my chest to share with you and I have met Kesha a few times. And so I've been texting with her. I'm trying to score an interview with her. I know she's down, so it'll just be a matter of scheduling. So hopefully that will happen. Um, I just have like, oh my God, you guys. In one of the interviews I watched of her, she talked about how she's so embarrassed of everything she's done. And I'm like, what, bitch? That's me. I'm embarrassed of everything I've ever said up until the last minute. Like, It was just so, when someone says something and you just fucking agree with it, it's such a good feeling and you just don't feel so isolated or something. Like, I don't know. So I'm really curious too to see what you guys think of it and just fucking party on. Like drive around the city and listen to this album. Walk, dear anti-sadness walk, whatever. Um, Okay, for segment, it's kind of only one left maybe for today. Um, I've got a taste of the week. And first of all, 
if you follow my Instagram stories, you already know that I had a life-changing experience with a butter lettuce salad in Raleigh, North Carolina. I stayed at this hotel. It was so nice. I decided like, you know what? I'm traveling by myself. I'm headlining. I'm, you know, grown ass adult. I'm going to get myself a really nice hotel. And so I stayed at this place called the Umstead in North Carolina. Mind you, I did not get a nice hotel in Atlanta. So, you know, like we're on a budget, like we, you know, some things are nice, some things are not, but I splurged and I stayed at this really nice hotel and got room service, got myself this butter lettuce salad. I know that sounds so fucking lame, but it was so delicious and really just got me going for butter lettuce. Like it is such a beautiful, soft, literally buttery vehicle for a bowl of goods and trinkets. And it just, it was awesome. I got it twice, obviously. I wish I'd gotten it a third time. I don't know why I didn't, but we also, while we're talking about room service. Okay. So I, after my second show, cause I did Atlanta Saturday, Raleigh Sunday, I had my like Sunday night, like the shows were done. I, you know, I, I got it. I was like, I'm going to have my own little self personal celebration. And I was watching the idol on HBO, which was like a little, not my taste. Um, you know, I think I might keep watching. I have not finished it yet, but it was so fun just watching um, all the girliness of it. Like, I liked that. But then when the Weekends character came in, I was a little bit like, I didn't quite, it wasn't quite like hitting for me personally. But um, but it was fun, like, you know, watching Lily Rose Depp be beautiful, which it kind of made me realize like she's so gorgeous that the whole show could just be her face smoking cigarettes. And it's like pretty good. <laughs> like it's a pretty good show. If it is just that it works. And I ordered, um, this dessert. It was like a cup, a pretty big cup of like caramel sauce and like caramel. Put- it was just so fucking good. It was the best dessert I've ever had. I like blacked out while eating it and took bath, FaceTime with my friend John. Like I just had a, and obviously with Dave too, but like I just had such a nice solo party in a nice hotel room moment and it felt really good to like indulge. It just, I feel like I needed that. And, um, I guess I'm just talking about it. I don't know. I didn't really have like a moral to the story or a point and now I'm not. Oh, wait, no, I did actually. We're talking about um, taste of the week. So my taste of the week is cheese and fruit in salads because let's be real. The butter lettuce was great. It was a great vehicle, but what really made that salad was the cheese and the, which I believe it was manchego in that specific salad. Um, and they had little strawberries, but I was, I've always been very anti-fruit in salads and I might still kind of be like, I don't know that I'm going to be jumping to make it myself with fruit, but cheese, let's talk. Like I want to be so experimental these next couple months. Like I want to be getting all kinds of hard, firm, whatever, crusty, dusty, crumbly, soft. I want to experiment with all kinds of cheese in salads because, 
am I the only one who thinks cheese is a source of protein? Like, am I the only person on planet Earth that looks at cheese and is like, that's literally good for you. It's protein. It's filling. It's fat. Like, so that is where I come from, my brain. So maybe I'm wrong because I do feel like for so long cheese was viewed as his enemy. And now I'm like, wait, what? No, cheese tastes amazing and it's protein. If I'm wrong, I guess let me know. But I'm not going to stop putting it in salads, but you can still let me know. Um, so I think like really fucking around with good cheeses in a salad is like, that's like a taste of the week. That's like a hot girl homework. That's like, that's your, that's your big segment all in one, um, in my opinion. Anyways, that's probably enough Esther time for you this week. I don't know. What do I know? But um, thank you for listening to what is basically a diary in the form of a podcast. Uh, and yeah, I am again, like, couldn't be more grateful to be seeing you guys out on the road. Again, I listed the cities earlier, but you get tickets at estheronice.com. I deeply appreciate you. I am deeply filled with gratitude. It's disturbing how much gratitude I have. It's, it's, you know, they say gratitude is good, but why am I disturbed by how much I'm feeling? Is that good? Anyways, I love you guys and I will see you next week.